0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back. I'm so glad you decided to join us once again for the Christian Soldier Podcast. I want to welcome anybody new that's your maybe your first time listener, it's your first episode with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you will be blessed and encouraged as we look at the fight for the faith and how do we use the Word of God, how do we live our Christian life, how do we deal with the issues of the day, how do we help other people see the truth of the gospel. That's the purpose of our podcast this morning, and I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck, and uh, I'm the pastor of the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Killeen, Texas, and so glad that you're back with us today. If you're an old listener, been listening with us, this is our second season, so excited uh, to be back here. Just got back from our summer break, came back on September 4th, and as I promised, uh, we are going to be dealing with uh, some areas, some helps How do we witness to certain groups of people, especially religious groups? Uh, We mentioned last week that we are going to be looking at how do we witness to Mormons, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, how we uh, witness to Jehovah's Witnesses, how do we uh, look at their doctrines, how do we compare the doctrines of that they believe with what the Word of God says, and how do we, to be honest, combat those things? How do we uh, just show them the truth? and do it in a non-aggressive, angry way, because we can get upset and defensive, but that's not of God. The Spirit of God is clear, and we need to, first of all, of course, pray uh, for these encounters that we would have the words to say. Uh, Many times, we just kind of throw our hands up to just read the Bible, and we don't have an answer for them, because we really don't understand what they believe. And so, this is going to be a multi-part series today. We're going to deal with Mormonism. Uh, This is going to be part number one. It's going to be over several weeks and uh, dealing with a couple key issues, and we're going to be not dealing with every issue. We could be here for a whole year, a podcast dealing with Mormonism, and we're not going to do that because we need to diversify, and, but there are some key things that you can have talking points with people, especially since while uh, we understand, if we understand some of their doctrinal peculiarities and what they believe, we understand where they're coming from, then we can show them what the Bible says. Uh, and uh, you can either have someone interested and be interested in what the Bible says or they will shut the conversation down rather quickly because they don't uh they don't like their religion being challenged and that just that's not just for Mormonism that's any uh religious person uh but are we sure and founded in what we believe so uh the main thing we're gonna deal with today so in part number one here we're gonna deal with the main um I guess maybe not issue but the main foundational Premise of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, is that uh, we know Joseph Smith is the founder of the church and it's uh, we'll say prophet quote unquote there. Uh, he claimed to be a prophet, uh, claimed to be the leader of the restored church. So uh, he was reading the way it goes as he was reading James one five. You know if any if any man lack wisdom let him ask of God, uh, who would give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. So he read that verse and then he went in the woods to pray and he. Uh, just asked for wisdom to know what church he needed to join, because he had moved to an area and wanted to know what church he ought to to join. And uh, he had a vision, had a visitation from two people, the Father, God the Father, and God the Son. And uh, God the Son told him uh, that uh, all the uh, churches of today and their creeds are an abomination to him, uh, and that he had chosen Joseph Smith to be the leader of the restored church. And so Mormons, refer to their church as the restored church, that all other churches are apostate, uh, that all other Christian, whether it be denominations, whether, you know, which we know we're independent Baptists, which is not a a denomination, we're Bible believers, uh, that all churches are apostate, all groups are apostate, and they are the bearers of the one truth, uh, and that is the Book of Mormon, uh, which they say is, uh, the description they give is that the Bible is a... uh, undergrad level knowledge, but that the Book of Mormon brings a PhD, master's level, of the way to describe it, a higher level of understanding. And um, They really believe that the Bible and the Book of Mormon coincide and that they go hand in hand, which they absolutely do not, which we're going to go over during this series and point out some very glaring uh, difficulties there. Uh, but most Mormons honestly believe that the Bible and the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price all go hand in hand, and they do not disagree with one another. Uh, so let's look at that, because uh, why did this is, was this restored church needed? Well, uh, the Son, Jesus, assuming Jesus the Son, appeared to uh, Joseph Smith uh, and uh, told him that all churches were apostate, that they went apostate after the death of the last apostle, which would be uh, John the Revelator, um, which, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was the last one known to, let, to have lived the longest. And was, after he had died, the church went apostate. Uh, and they try to use some verses uh, in Acts chapter 3 to prove this point. And this is uh, Peter preaching here in Acts chapter 3. And uh, when he is preaching to the onlookers after he, uh, he heals the lame man in the temple. Uh, in verses 20 and 21, they claim, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto thee, whom the heaven must receive until the time of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So the Mormons use those verses and say, well, that means uh, speaking of a worldwide apostasy and that they are sent to restore the church until Jesus comes, which they have predicted he was coming back several times, Jehovah's witness have as well, and he has not yet. Uh, but they say that is a restitution. uh there's two different interpretations of that in the biblical sense. one that's talking about when Jesus comes again and restores all things uh or it's the rest uh, the restoration of of Israel that we see in revelation uh, but in any case, we do know that perilous times shall come and the time of the end, the Antichrist, there will be an apostasy that comes, but uh, we do know that God told Peter, Jesus told Peter. That the gates of hell will not prevail against his church, and that means the church will not be destroyed. We just looked at last week in Romans chapter eleven that there's always a remnant. Uh there's always a remnant of faithfulness, and that it just goes against Scripture, but just to hear that all their creeds are an abomination to uh are an abomination to me, you know, it just I always look at uh the account of Joseph Smith and I hear about it and I've read about it several times and uh, I just firmly believe it was Lucifer that appeared to him that an angel appeared to him, an angel of light. Bible clearly says that Lucifer is an angel of light and always is a messenger of error whether it be the uh, work salvation, you can earn your way to heaven to that you can be uh, have eventually achieve Godhood in the Mormon church and that you will uh, that God is a created being and he's the god of this universe and there are other universes that you can be the god of. Which goes right back to the original lie that appeals to man uh, in the garden that uh, you'll be like gods, the devil said, and just all of those things just go against everything that the Bible says. Uh, And one of these things that they claim also in Galatians chapter one uh, is that there will be a uh, or or that a refutation of that is that there are going to be those that are going to pervert the gospel. Galatians one in the book in the Book of Galatians, the church at Galatia, they had gotten, uh, the Judaizers had come in, those that believed in works-based salvation, that you must believe the law, that you must uh, live by the Mosaic law in order to be saved. Uh, verse 6, But I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But through though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, as we said before, So I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, and that ye have received, let him be accursed. For, I, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So what's he talking about? I'm not talking about this, giving you the gospel that is what I think it is. This is the gospel of Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel of that is given as a free gift. He said any angel or any other person that gives a different version of that, whether that adds uh, adds works to it, adds baptism to it, uh, adds anything else to it, or changes it, or changes the person of Christ, or gives a false standard, and that's exactly what we see in this account by Joseph Smith, that this is a false gospel. God is not going to give another gospel. The gospel has not been lost. We still have the Word of God. We still have the Bible. Uh, setting aside the Book of Mormon as a man-made book, which we're going to get into next week. Uh, the second, one of the other things that uh, they, as a premise, is the priesthood of Melchizedek that they had. The priesthood of Melchizedek, uh, which is mentioned in the uh, Old Testament, and uh, that they practiced the priesthood and that the priesthood was uh, the teaching on that was lost, and that they have restored it, and that uh, there is the priesthood of Melchizedek. Uh, and they use Psalm one hundred and ten, verse four. Uh, the Lord has sworn and will not repent; thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Now we know that Psalm 110 is a messianic psalm, speaking of Christ, the Messiah, uh, and that He is speaking of as a as a priest and as a king and as a conquering warrior in Psalm 110, uh, a messianic psalm speaking of Christ and that His priesthood is forever. Hebrews clearly tells us; the book of Hebrews tells us that Christ uh Christ's priesthood is forever there is no need of another priest that's why the priesthood is no longer around it is not needed christ is our high priest and he is the priesthood for all of eternity he is the completion of that so that false teaching from the mormon church that they have the order of melchizedek and theirs is an eternal priesthood uh is just simply stealing from christ uh it is very just as simple as that so when you just very simply go into these scriptures Now, they look at these scriptures, and they look at them, and they say, well, you know, this is what we think it means. Now, there's two important things in Bible, uh, we call hermeneutics, simply interpreting the Bible, uh, is two things. They're Greek words. One is eisegesis, one is exegesis. Eisegesis, it simply means this, reading a meaning into a passage, simply saying, we're making it say what we want it to say. I want it to say this. I'm going to find a verse that fits what I want it to say. If it seems to say it, I'm going to read that meaning in, and that's what we're going to do. Mormonism is built on of Jesus, over and over and over again, they read in meaning, and whatever meaning wasn't in the Bible, you had to create another book, the Book of Mormon, to get it to say that. Is that man-made religion, or is that from God? They say it's from God, but there's no evidence of that, which we'll also get into in future episodes. But exegesis a simple taking the text for what it's saying looking at the context looking at who was being spoken to when it was being spoken and just simple interpretation of what it says taking at face value saying what let it say what it says and if we don't understand what it says let the bible be the best commentary on itself and look for cross references look for understanding and what is being taught that's exegesis that is the proper bible study hermeneutic and if you do that if you go to the bible and he use an exegetical stance and method, you will come nowhere near what Mormonism stands for and what the doctrines, you won't even come close. Only out of the mind of Joseph Smith could Mormonism come. And there will be people that get offended at that, but that is the truth. And we must understand that Mormons are not Christians because they do not believe in the same Christ. The Christ they believe in is a, the brother of Satan and Christ is a created being. Christ is eternal, very clearly. He is the eternal Godhead, part of the eternal Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are eternal. And they have always have been and always will be. So that is a very drastically different teaching than what the Bible states about what God states about himself. So we must be very careful that we don't fall into these traps and then we begin to hear, well, it seems to make sense. And they're so sincere and they're so nice. And I'm not saying these people have a malicious intent. They really believe what they're taught, and they really believe that they're a restored church. However, nowhere in the Bible does it teach that they are, and does, nowhere in the Bible does it say a worldwide apostasy will take place to where no one will believe the truth anymore, and the truth will be lost. The opposite. We see that God promises to preserve his word. God promises that his word is forever settled in heaven, that God promises there will be a remnant. God promises that the gates of hell will not be able to destroy the church of God. The devil himself will not be able to destroy it. No matter how hard he tries, he will not be able to. We have to understand, believe those promises of God. And if we believe that, then the whole premise, the beginning premise of Mormonism, we must reject. And we must show others that this is why we reject Mormonism, not because, you know, they have nice things to say about people and they treat people nice and they're and they stay away from sinful things, but it's a simple twisting of truth, and we must have that talking point ready and take them and say, well, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? And they'll say, well, what, this is what the Book of Mormon says. No, let's just take what the Bible says at, at face value, and let it say what it says, and let God do the work in their hearts. Well, I appreciate you for joining me for the first part of this series. We are looking forward to going over this over the next, in the coming weeks, dealing with different aspects of Mormonism, and just trying to give us Talking points show us what, use use some scripture basis here to be able to talk to these people and be able to maybe open them up to where they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior. There are some hardened ones that you will be able to talk to and they won't listen to you, but there'll be many others that I never thought of that before. I will say this, is that Mormons are very sincere in what they believe. And if you ask them to look at what the Bible says and pray about it, then uh, they will do that. Uh, we're also going to deal with what they mean by prayer. The inward witness, I feel that this is true, is something that they use as well. But we're out of time for this week. Don't forget to subscribe on RSS.com, SermonAudio.com, Spotify, any podcasting platform that you have, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite one is, subscribe to us on there so you don't miss a single part of this very special series that we're going through over the next few weeks. And I'll see you next time.